Good morning. Today I am here in our newest office location in Dartmouth, Massachusetts, in a beautiful village called Padenarum, with the experts of this area. Um, this is the first time I think I've traveled to do a podcast, so I'm so so thrilled to be here. And it's a beautiful day. Um, so what I would love to do, this is Team MCM, which is our team out of that's based out of this office. Um, our first time meeting, I think the two three of us today. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to let you guys introduce yourselves, Maggie, Chris, and Margo. I'm Maggie Tomquitz, and um, I have been working in this village for 30 years. And part of a team, we've been a team together for five years. Very exciting. Oh, awesome. And, yes. And I'm Chris Hiller. Um, I, I was born and raised here. Um, so Dartmouth is, has been my home my entire life. It's, it's what I know. Um, have a special connection to, to the bay and the water. Um, so that's, that's a good resource for, for all of that. Cool. And I'm Margo Choquette, and um, I am originally from Rhode Island, moved to New Orleans for 30 years, oh, wow. and um, came back about five years ago, and um, um, still pinch myself that I'm here in Pidnair. I bet. It really is incredible. It really is. Um, so I'm excited to dive into more about the area, because truly I'm learning about it as someone that really wants to always be on the coast. This is something that I'm excited just to hear about this area from the standpoint of a buyer that might be looking. Um, and then a little bit more about your team dynamics. So I don't know if we could start with that. Just you guys seem like such a great group of people and every team works so differently. So maybe walk me through what your roles are and like how that dynamic is for clients. So yeah, I do think that we are unique in, in the sense that we work seamlessly together. It's not one going in one direction, another in another. We work together. Mm-hmm. We're here in this office together. You, if, you know, if you've been, we're in town and driving by, you would see we have been here. We work, you know, every day, just about, you know, uh, and, but together, everything we do is collaborative, um, equal voices. Mm. Everyone is heard. There's no one dominating. Um, we come with different skill sets. But we are truly a team. If you initially meet me for a transaction or something, you will quickly meet Margo and Chris. And they, you know, if I'm tied up or for conflict or something, you could work with any of us and, yeah. and they can jump in because they'll know everything that's going on. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, each one of us at, at any given point knows every single transaction that's going on, every, every buyer, every seller, you know, we all have a hand in, in each one of those. And we may handle different portions of that um, transaction, but we we know what's going on with every portion of it. So that's a cool model. There's so many different models. I think it's also interesting. You you guys all seem like the core. You're really similar, but you probably have different people that you might click with. Like I think that that's a really nice piece when you have a team like this, where some people might jive a little better with one of you, and then that you can kind of run point. And that's just how this business is so personal. Um, I'm sure if you have something in common with someone, it might make sense for you to kind of run point on that. And I love that model that way. One of our, our big things here that we always go back to is, you know, we each play to our strengths. And if there's a situation where, you know, if it's, it's someone that I'm maybe more primarily working with, but there's a question that comes up that I know Maggie is much better versed in, you know, there is, there, there are no egos to be playing with, you know, it's hang on, you know what, I could get that answer for you, but you know, here's a source that can explain it right from the get go. And you know, here you go. Yeah. Which is great. Awesome. So you've all obviously been here for some time and have a history here. I have to ask because I feel like there has been a shift since the pandemic in this market. 
Um, what has that looked like over the last couple of years? It, initially, as COVID hit, um, you know, we shut down for two weeks. But as soon as the governor opened things up for us and made us essential, it just exploded. We were showing. And so what happened was inventory. Yep. You know, in some of our summer communities or um, waterfront communities, could take a couple years maybe to sell, finding the right match of person. We sold like four in one particular community um, from April to May. You know what I mean? So the inventory wow, yeah. went quickly. Which, and previously, you know, which would have taken to get those four turn o- turned over, I mean, it would have taken years. I mean, and that happened in. And we had had some of them for a couple of years already. And, and Maggie said, they're all going to go this year. And I thought, really? And they all went. Wow. Within a... Six months, really. I, I was going to say, I think even potentially less than that. I mean, I think within a matter of two to three months, you know, maybe they hadn't closed yet, but they were all under contract. And that's continued, really. Oh, strong. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, sure. and especially in some of those those specific communities. I mean, arguably, most of this area, you know, if, if something comes on, it, it doesn't last more than... If, if it's on for a little bit of time, it's a couple of weeks. And I think yeah. that you can see that kind of pretty much almost anywhere else as well. Um, but, you know, I think there was a huge drive of people coming down initially out of the city. Um, you know, people who were kind of cooped up, whether it's, you know, in condos or apartments or, or even, you know, in some of the suburbs, um, you know, you're a little bit more on top of your neighbors there. And, um, you know, people were moving down here because you can get a little bit more space. Sure. Or you might have a neighbor who had a summer house down here and could, could just mm-hmm. escape from the city. And, you know, initially when COVID first started, I mean, social distancing and, and keeping away from everyone is what everyone wanted to do. Right. Um, you know, we saw that coming from people coming from Boston. We saw it from New York and Connecticut. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, those license plates are easier to pick out sure. uh, a little, exactly. little bit more obvious. But, um, you know, people were kind of gravitating here, either from friends or family that they knew or had discovered it through one way or the other. That was going to be my next question. You sort of got to it. It's just like, what does this buyer look like? What's the demographic that's flocking here? Oh, it's, I think there's a wide range. You know, we have people, and we've had this um, um, for a all along, um, people looking to who maybe um, will buy their retirement home. So it will be their second home for a while until they hit that retirement time. And that this will be then their primary. Yeah, We've had um, younger um, families who um, were in the city and then now discovered that maybe uh, remote um, working is not going to go away and that they can do, you know, uh, three days at home, two days traveling, um, that makes that commute that much easier. So we see that. We still have the second home buyers sure. um, as well, just so that people have another place to go. I think one of the most attractive things to the, for this area for people um, as, as COVID hit was that they could drive, right? So when you couldn't get on a plane, right. you know, they could, right. they could drive. Couldn't get on a plane or didn't want to get on a plane, right. you know, for right. whatever. Right. Exactly. And so was, I think as people started to think about that, it's like, how am I going to not be in this situation again? Yeah. Where now my European vacation is gone because sure. I can't. And what am I going to do? And camp, it's probably not going to happen for the kids. And so, you know, being able to come here has made it kind of a combination of everything. It's yeah. a vacation, staycation, camp for the well, kids. And a lot of people have wanted to um, come down here to really have their magnet home for their kids. Even if they're re- retiring, they think, where's a place where my kids are going to come back 
and my grandkids are going to come back. And so they, right. they choose that for, for that purpose too. So downsizing as well as um, the attraction. keeping that family close. Sure, you know, I love that. Yeah. Destination for that. Yeah, no, for sure. I think it seems like it's been honestly like the best kept secret. Um, but the secret might be out. Well, and it's funny because you, you say that and everyone has been saying that for the last 25, 30 plus years, yeah. you know, and it's, you know, people will continue to say, oh, well, I, you know, I think it's getting out. I think people are figuring it out. Um, but somehow it still remains, you know, under somewhat of wraps here. Some of the reason too, why um, it, it keeps its charm is the the DNRT here, the Dartmouth Resource um, uh Natural Resource Trust, and um, we have over, they have over um, just under 5,000 acres of preserved land wow. um, full of walking trails and, um, you know, they're, they're protecting the land so it can't get overbuilt. Sure. And so, you know, we're going to retain a lot of that um, that charm and that openness. Um, Which is I so think, going important. Forward. Yeah. yeah. So. And it kind of keeps that, that original feeling, you know, so it's, it's not going to get overgrown. You know, you look at er different areas, you know, coastal areas. And obviously I think, you know, you can apply that no matter if it's here or in Massachusetts, outside of Massachusetts, you know, the coast is always going to be a draw sure. for people. Mm -hmm. um, and so to be able to kind of maintain that original integrity of this area right. um, is super critical. Um, and they do a wonderful job between all, all of the conservation um, yeah. groups that, that are involved. And I'm always keeping an eye on opportunities, and I feel like you already touched on it, but I think it's so interesting. We talked about this a little bit before, but this might have been a little far. Um, a lot of people want to be on the coast, even people that don't really boat. Like, it's just a thing. They want mm -hmm. to be on the coast. Mm -hmm. And this area, I feel like, was a little too far for someone that's commuting nine to five every single day into Boston. It might wear on you. And I think that shift, I'm like that opportunity now, like you had mentioned, I just think it's such a huge deal for people that might be only doing two days a week or completely remote to be able to be somewhere like this. Like you said, you can, the, what you can get here and to be- For your money, right. Well, yeah. yeah. That's exactly it. And I think, you know, a lot of the people who are living in the city for all the right reasons that they were living in the city, you know, for restaurants and just exposure and things to do, um, you know, who were either renting or, or, you know, hopefully at some point buying, um, you know, the price tag, you know, there, if you had a, a you know, a million and a half or $2 million to spend, for example, um, you know, that will get you somewhere. Yeah. Um, but that seems much more average, you know, obviously depending on where you're looking and all of that. But, you know, if you take that budget and apply it down here, and if you have that flexibility, which a lot of people now do, um, you know, a million and a half or $2 million can get you significant water views, potentially waterfront, right. um, you know, and, and gives you that option. So instead of being there and, you know, looking for that, that primary home, either in the city or just outside of the city, uh, I think people are starting to be able to have that primary home here. And if they're going back up and having to go into the office a little bit more, whether it's two days a week, three days a week, you know, getting that smaller apartment there that they can, they can have for the, you know, a couple of those weekdays if they need it. Um, you know, we're seeing some of that happening too. And I think for people who don't know where we are, we're just a little um, over an hour from Boston mm -hmm. and about 45 minutes from Providence. I was just going to ask what the proximity mm -hmm. is to Providence. Yeah. And so the airport's there as well. So you've got the, you know, the green airport in Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah. So you've got that. In addition to that, we have the train coming to New Bedford and Fall River. You do. End I was of this just going to ask. Oh, that's amazing. My entire life they've been talking about it, but it is the, the uh, station have been built, the tracks have been moving forward, they should be uh, 
they were scheduled to be running um, the end of the sea in November. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the train is a dream. I love taking the train. Um, and so if we're, I'd love to walk through, we have these nice maps here, but I'd love to understand just for the people listening, what exactly are the towns in the South Coast? And with that, like where, where might be a good opportunity for a first time home buyer coming out this way from the city, if there is one. Um, but I'd love to just sort of highlight the towns. Really, I, I think anywhere a first-time home buyer could go anywhere from um, we we will go to as far as Little Compton and Tipperton, Rhode Island. Okay, and then um, it's Westport, Dartmouth, uh, uh, New Bedford, uh, Fairhaven, Mattapoisett, Marion. Okay, and Wareham. We'll yeah, too. So that's a nice um, little stretch. But, but it's, it, it's more than the little stretch. Yeah, I mean, it is a significant stretch. Um, and in, in each of those towns, uh, you could find a uh, um, first-time buyer could find a home. So the opportunities so are really everywhere. Really yes, that's everywhere. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I think that there's such a wide range of you know different pockets and feelings, and depending on what you're looking for, and you know, there's such a range. Whether you know you're talking about a first-time home buyer or someone who might be even looking for a second home, and depending on what you're looking for for that, there are so many different options that exist. Um, you know, whether it's going from, you know, a, a small cottage kind of feeling to kind of a more stately mass- accommodation like Round Hill. We, we have um, eight waterfront communities here in Dartmouth and in each of them have a, a different personality. And, and Maggie always delights in taking people around. Uh, and we all do it just to see their reaction. And sometimes you, you go into one community and they just light up. It's, it's just their place sure. where we may have thought they might have liked a, a different feel. So we're surprised and they're surprised, you know, just from um, going through the different communities and seeing everything they have to offer. So any personality. That's funny. Um, and we can accommodate. We like to call that the magical mystery tour sure. because, you know, you start out here and, you know, even just, for example, in South Dartmouth here, you know, it, that's about a two and a half to three hour drive um, going between all of the communities mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes when you're meeting someone, you get an idea of what they might like. Uh, and usually we're, we're pretty on target w- with that. But every once in a while, you'll be driving through and you just see people just light up. And, you know, their whole demeanor changes. They're like, this is where we want to be. Like, yeah. this is it. And when you see that, it is just, it is such a not overwhelming feeling, but such a wonderful feeling to see people's reactions. And it just, it's special. It's exciting. I mean, again, because as I said, I've been doing this for a number of years. Um, But when you are exploring the area with somebody brand new and you see it through there, it's exciting to you. And you really appreciate where you get to live and work every day. When you see it from someone else's perspective in their eyes and they get so excited about this place, it just, it fills you back up all the time. Totally. Because I think, you know, living here, not that we ever take it for granted, but, you know, sometimes that that can happen. Um, And so, you know, having that kind of constant reminder of why this area is so special, you know, it's wonderful. I was just saying, having lived in um, the South for, you know, 30 plus years um, and, and coming back, I didn't realize how much I missed the seasons, the cold the snow. <laughs> I mean, I love it. And, and if it's over 80 degrees now, I'm not so happy. I mm-hmm. like it cold. Um, but, it, it, and so I feel like there's such um, locals here and I feel like I'm almost seeing it um, for the first time really. And so I think I 
bring that that excitement. Um, I think, like I said, I still pinch myself that in this beautiful um, village, it's. It is stunning. I mean, the village I love, and I'm a little bit of a stereotype for me, which I think you find a lot of people like this, especially coming from the city, that downtown is really all you need. You need something uh, ideally walkable um, for me personally, but the coffee shop, a couple of restaurants, a few stores, something to feel like you have a little bit of a hub. So that's definitely a draw here. I love this, and, this and village. And it's kind of all year long too. It's not just the summer. I mean, some of the shops may close for a month or two and then restock. Yeah, um, they're restocking. Farm and Coast, yeah. Scuttlebutt, the Sail Loft, you know, Little Moss. Um, those places are always open. So there's always a little activity. Yeah. Oh, they try to have fun events like a Wine tastings, beer tastings, but you know, they, they try oh, to get nice people and out. that kind of stuff. Yeah. We have, you know, cool. the, the, you know, um, Christmas festival and yeah, there's yeah, a summer festival. festival. So, and I don't know if you've yeah. ever been here. Well, you may have never been here, but, um, at Christmas time, um, they put lights on all the buildings and you, you drive down Elm Street or come across the bridge, which has now started to get lit, um, you know, or at least partially. Um, and you, you drive into town and it, it kind of feels like you're, you're driving into a bit of a fairy tale. Yeah. 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 We actually spent my, the first time I was introduced here a couple of years ago, my now husband, um, had bought a used sailboat. I always joke older than me. It was a labor of love and it was up not in the water in Mattapoiset through a winter. And we came here in the winter for, from the city, the, I think it was the year before the pandemic, but like every weekend that was like what we were doing. We were driving down, like we'd always take a ride around and it was stunning. Um, it is stunning. It was, and that was my first sort of rodeo with this area and it's just so surprised that it was here. But with that, and we touched a little bit on the summer and we're getting the lay of the land of where we are. Um, I was curious because I know personally that like this is the ideal spot for boating, um, specifically sailing. If someone has an interest in sailing, because obviously we know you can't do anything quickly when you're sailing and it's really nice to be in a place where you can have that des- those destinations. I know that's something you know a lot about. Can you give us the lay of the land where we are on the water for anyone that's thinking about the summers here? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, Paydenarum Harbor is is a pretty unique location for a lot of different reasons. Um, you know, there are over 1200 moorings just in the harbor alone. So, you know, in the summertime it gets pretty packed, which is which is great to see. Um, but from here <clears throat> You can go pretty much anywhere relatively easily. Um, the typical wind, so if you're talking about sailing, is a southwest breeze, which fills in pretty much guaranteed almost every afternoon. Um, so that's never really a question, um, unlike some other areas where you know you, you might question, you know, are we gonna have any wind today or this week? Yeah. Um, but you know, you can get pretty much anywhere from here. You know, whether you're going across the islands or Cuddy Hunk. Um, it's a it's a straight shot across from here. Block Island, New, Newport. Yeah, you can yeah. you basically hang a right out out of the harbor here, um, and you head head right to Newport or or Block. Um, you know, you can get to the Vineyard, Nantucket, yeah. um, the Cape very easily, Woods Hole. Um, you know, but the the way we are positioned, kind of close to the entrance of the bay, allows anyone to get pretty much wherever they need to without having to travel extra just to do that. Yeah, which if you don't sail or boat that might not matter to you but if you do like it really is a huge difference especially if you're a family that wants to be in this area and is going to have to do things on the weekend specifically and 
um, short trips like that because it really adds up the time that it will take to get somewhere that's not as convenient. So I think that's a huge attribute. Uh, absolutely. And I think, Maggie, weren't you working with a client at one point who ended up honing in on this area just because of its location, because of where they could get to with their boat? Yeah, yeah. he's a, a big sailor coming from Pennsylvania, originally grew up in Rhode Island in Portsmouth. And um, when he brought his family of seven back here, he specifically said that because I this is where we want to be because we can get on the boat and go in either direction, whether mm-hmm. we go east or west. Yeah. We have a great destination and it's not forever. Right. That's so, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. So one more clair- clarity around where we are, I think, is important. And I only know how to apply my own experience to this. But So I currently now live on the South Shore. So I was one of those from the South End in Boston to the South Shore. The South Shore is like Hingham, Cohasset, you think of those areas, Duxbury. I think some people are confused about the South Coast and the South Shore. So I would love to sort of, if anybody wants to clarify that, just on the record here. You know, we've pointed out that, you know, we are an hour's drive from from Boston in 45 from Providence. And, you know, if you kind of always tell people, if you think about Newport and you just keep going east, (laughs) that along the water and you sort of picture that like you're heading to Cape Cod, but you're doing it along the water. Right. That's what we, that's the South Shore. Yeah. I mean, the South Coast. Right. Um, Sorry. Yeah, there is a difference. That is the South Coast. And that's, you know, it's just kind of, you know, where we are. And it's funny because our towns... Dartmouth and Westport, um, again, having advertised, you know, years ago, like in the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, and you put Westport in there, and it, even though it's under Massachusetts, they would call thinking it's Westport, Connecticut, sure. or Dartmouth, they're thinking it's New Hampshire, unless they've had a specific reason to come here, either the, the university or someone from sailing or a friend invited them. It's, it's, uh, right. It, it, I mean, we're easy to get to, but yeah. n- not, uh, very well known. And for 30 years, I've been hearing we're the best kept secret. I know. I think, <laughs> so, I think he might be. I don't, I don't know. know. The secret's getting out know. though, I think. I don't know because I've been hearing that forever. Usually what a buyer will say was once they get here, it's like, okay, now don't tell anybody else about this area. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but I mean, people are always going to list, you know, sell and buy homes. So right. it's. One of the trends I've seen, and that's why I think it's interesting to distinguish between the South Shore and the South Coast, which obviously, well, I guess not obviously, yes, obviously by the name, they're both on the water. And that's important to people that tech, that typically go there. A lot of people are now, because the South Shore is a little bit of an easier commute, just there's um, public transportation, things like that. But now that that's shifting a little bit, that that's not as much of a, um, like a, necess- a necessity for everybody. Mm-hmm. We're seeing a lot of buyers that want to consider both. I know you've already yes. seen that, mm-hmm. that there's a lot of people that are like, I'd like to look in both areas. Straddling a little More bit. than we've seen before. Right, right. Um, which oh, I yeah. think is really exciting. I think so. And, and again, as I mentioned before about the train, I think that that is going to bring another awareness mm-hmm. you know, to the area. Again, because if you have to commute to the city, but you can get on the train and it will be a, a, you know, a 90 minute train ride. But if you start working, when you get on the train, because they're all equipped with what, what we need, right? For, you know, mm-hmm. Wi-Fi and all of that. You literally start working once you sit down on the train. So, right. you know, you know. Oh, I took it the other day. I'm from Cohasset and it was amazing. Like, 
I was, instead of getting there extremely stressed out, I got there with like an hour of work already done. I was like, wow. Exactly. So people can do that. Their work day physically in, in the city might be a little bit shorter, but they're doing the same amount of work. Some of it's you know, on the train on the way in and some of it's well, on the way out. And in theory, you can budget your time pretty well for that. You know, I mean, obviously trains can run behind a little bit, but, you know, otherwise, you know, when you're driving in from here, you know, you can get there sometimes in just over an hour and other times, sometimes it takes three, Sure. <laughs> you, you know, so from here, so in that, which is, you know, I think has been one of the, the, the downsides from, you know, people who live here who have had to go up previously. Mm. Um, so now you can kind of budget for that time. It's going to take me about an hour and a half. Sure. And, no, uh, that's great. Yeah. So I'm big on opportunity, especially right now. I think the media would love everyone to believe that, like, you know, the real estate market is so bad and everything's so bad. And I am all about, like, even when things start to shift, I've, I feel like that is when opportunity always will arise in any aspect of life or any industry. Um, so I'd like to wrap this up with what you're most excited about. What do you feel is most exciting in terms of what's to come in the industry? Or what do you feel like is an exciting opportunity that's um, upon us to sort of try to counter that constant negativity that we might be hearing? We've talked about so many opportunities already, but... Yeah, I think, you know, real estate is cyclical. We all know that. So inventory is a little bit, you know, um, it is on the low side right now. But things will come on the market. Things I always watch like the Boston, even the South Shore market as they start to gain more inventory. It takes a little while for, you know, we're usually about 30 to 60 days behind. Mm -hmm. It's, I'm just, it's like an indicator. Yes. So you kind of, you kind of watch it there. So it it will come, but I think that the exciting thing for us too, is that we have so many towns. If Dartmouth is a little low in inventory, seems like Marion, Mattapoisett have a little bit more. So there's more options there. So we've got so many towns to choose from, you know, that keeps you within, you know, the, the, the area that it's, it's, you just have to know where to look. And, um, there, there'll always be opportunities. You know, I think it just, you just have to take your time and be patient. Mm -hmm. And we're excited that it, it's still strong. The desire to come here is still strong. They're just waiting on the right opportunity. Sure. And, and we're, we're ready for them as soon as it does pop up. But, um, I, I think that's what, you know, even in spite of the interest rates and, and all people's, still are making the move and want to make the move as soon as they can. Right. And I think for us as a team, I mean, we have to say what's really, you know, one of the things for us is being now part of the Gibson Sotheby International Realty family. Yeah. That is really exciting for us. That's awesome. For me, being an independent all of my career, this is like a gift. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it gives us a roadmap going forward. And the community's excited yes. too. Yeah. You know, we've had a lot of positive feedback. That's that, great. That yes. it, it was time. Yeah. yeah. That, that's that's true. Mm-hmm. We have so many people. They were so supportive. And of course, they recognize the brand and, sure. they, and they think it's like, it's really a great match, match with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We love the three tiers. Like the brand is so powerful. And then our local brand, Gibson, obviously, is a, a bigger company that can offer right. a lot um, of support. 
for our hyper-local communities, and we stress so much. So in being in these communities and knowing about these communities, and of course, I'm sitting here admitting I don't know a lot about this community, but I'm dying to know. I'm dying to experience it and understand it because that's what is a part of our cult. That's our culture. Um, we really want to double down in these communities and figure You'll out. You'll have to come for a magical mystery <laughs> tour. <laughs> I was thinking that when you said three hours, I was like, I might not have time for that today. But yeah, it's so nice to feel so welcomed, um, you know, just on social media. And so for anybody watching today um, who may have, you know, seen when Larry put out our full promotional yeah. um, uh, photo, uh, thank you for, for reaching out and thank yeah. you for the, the uh, uh, congratulations. And it, it really felt good and it made us more excited. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you guys so much for being here today. Um, I am so excited to have done this today. I'm so excited to be here. I'm definitely going to poke around and stay a little bit longer. Obviously, I'm planning to be here for the day. So, mm-hmm. um, but I definitely will share contact information for all of you, if that's okay, because I'm sure that there's people on here that are going to want to reach out, get in touch, maybe take a little bit of a deeper dive or have somebody that's interested in being out this way. So we'll include contact information here. And if you have any other questions, you can always reach out to me. But thank you so much for listening.